Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, raw and frank conversations. My curiosity and impatience in seeking success has encouraged me to create a Half Dozen Things podcast. I designed it to bring you simplicity and discovery back to the forefront of your lives. We are all such busy people, it's easy to overlook the simple things we could be doing to achieve wealth, success and happiness. Hi, I'm so excited to be joined today by James O'Raw. He's the general manager and director at Peterborough Workspace. He has worked there for the last three and a half years. Previously, James worked in print media for over 20 years in newspapers, initially in Essex, Southend, then in Northamptonshire, and then Cams before settling in Peterborough. James is definitely experienced in marketing, circulation, and advertising, which are critical success areas for all businesses. His ethos for business is governed by a fantastic sporting background, including track and athletics, as well as a love for Spurs. Well, we all have our faults, right? I even found out James was an ex-boxer. James has three goals for his role at Workspace, of which two he's already completed. The first was for Workspace to be full. The second was to have a waiting list all ticked off. And finally, he wants to expand physically into potentially a Workspace 2. James is well positioned. He has seen many small and micro businesses in his three and a half years at Workspace, which is an incubator for new businesses. He has seen business success and failure, which means he can help mentor through his work to support business owners to achieve great results. He also hosts the Peterborough Network, which runs monthly on the third Thursday of the month. Hello, James. Hello, Pete. Thanks for joining me on a Half Dozen Things podcast. I really appreciate you joining me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. And uh, we're here in uh, part of your office at Peterborough Workspace, where I'm also a tenant. So um, before we sort of dive into the six areas where you feel that business owners, and you are well qualified to be talking about success for small businesses, just tell us a bit about Peterborough Workspace, because I know you're quite passionate about small business. Yeah, Peterborough Workspace is great. Um, it's it's everyone will say that about their business uh, if if they enjoy it. Um, but it, it it is a wonderfully unique place. It's been going now since ninety one. It was set up originally by the Development Corporation as a means to provide support for the local community who want to start their own business, who want to go out and try and do it by themselves. And, and, and so it was, it was supported by them, supported by the council. We've moved away from both those organisations now. Uh, we're, we're, we're still a not-for-profit organisation, but, but we're not backed, supported or funded by anyone. Our, our primary goal is to help our tenants succeed to leave us. We don't want them. That's what I always say. When, when you turn up, when anyone else turns up, Almost the first thing out of my mouth is, I don't want you. 
because I want you to leave us. I want you to go, had a great time, but actually we're moving on to bigger and better things. The model of the business has done this and that, and we work. So it's primarily a landlord, but much more than that, you know yourself. Uh, it's, it's a wonderfully collaborative, great space to start a business. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's almost, it's the incubator, isn't it? Yeah. It's the incubator, we like to think of it. And I've had so much value. I've been a tenant here for uh, 18 months now, I'd say. Um, and yeah. hasn't that flown by? Uh, yeah. It's incredible, really. Um, but yeah, 18 months, we, uh, we have what I call the penthouse suite upstairs. <laughs> You've got more windows than I have. <laughs> For anyone who knows workspace means that yeah you're doing well if you got the windows absolutely yeah. so yeah work, workspace if anyone's never been i really recommend uh visiting um and if you are considering setting up in business james is definitely a man to speak to as well as running here he's also got a networking event that he runs called the peterborough network too so let's have a bit of a crack through um what you suggest are sort of the half dozen things so enjoy what you do explain that to me a little bit please james if you're going to be at a place of work doing your job, your task, your function for however many hours a day, however many days a week, for however many years. You have to enjoy at some level. Now, I'll qualify that by saying you don't have to be a gurning idiot. You don't have to go in every day and come home every day with this, forgive, are we, are we allowed to swear? Absolutely, um, yeah. With that fine. shitty to grin <laughs> on your face because... That's not enjoyment. That's that's a different scenario. You you need to have something that makes you want to get up out of bed. It makes you want to go to work. You don't fear it. You don't dread it. It will go up and down. There'll be days where you don't want to be here. There'll be days when you want to run and stick your head under the pillow. But you have to get an enjoyment out of what you do. It's like anything that you do in life outside of work. You run. Yep. I know you find it hard, but you <laughs> enjoy do. it. Yeah, that's right. You enjoy it. Your yeah. kids, your family, you know, you enjoy it. You, you you're here at work probably more than you are with your family, so you gotta yeah. you gotta find a reason to enjoy it, um, and it's 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 a fundamental basic for me. Yeah, absolutely. But that's my mindset in life in general. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, passion, having having passion in what you do, is so vital to yeah. to ensure success. Because otherwise, it gets pretty tough, doesn't it? It does get really really tough. And I think if you haven't got the passion and you haven't got the spark. You're so much more likely to just walk away when the going gets tough, aren't you? Yeah, especially as, as someone who runs your own business. You know, when, when you, you work for someone else, there is an argument that you can have coast, you can just switch off or have those days, those weeks, months even maybe, where, where you, you'll just wake up, rinse, repeat, do the same thing over and over and over again. But you can't do that if it's your own business because it will suffer. Maybe yeah. not then, but maybe a few months down the line. You know, so I, I, I gen, you know, people will phrase it differently. They'll passion, drive, yeah, motivation, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. for me, in my simple terms, you just got to enjoy what enjoy you do. Enjoy it, yeah. No, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And uh, the second one was around knowing yourself. So, quite an important factor, I would say. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's it's a many layered aren't, uh, kind of. Uh, subject really because it's it's not just uh some psycho babble about know yourself it's it's actually it's about so if you're going to go into business by yourself you've got to know your strengths you've got to admit and fess up to the weaknesses because they're they're going to trip you up it's it's you've got to know what you need to improve on you've got to know what you don't know you've got to know basically also when you get into work when you get into the processes 
you, you've also got to, to recognise signs in yourself you know, mm-hmm. when, when you're becoming too stressed, when you're putting off that subject, when you're prevaricating because you don't want to deal with a difficult situation. I'm so glad you used that word because it came up on here and I was like, prevaricating, wow. It's a, it's a great word, I like <laughs> it. Um, you know, you, you've got to know when you're tired. Yeah. Because also, that will affect your home life, that will affect your family, that will affect the business. Yeah. So it all sounds very you know, highbrow, but knowing yourself just, just is basically knowing what you can do well, knowing what you don't do well, knowing what you do know, knowing what you don't know, and, and recognising the signs of things as, as they're going along. Uh, you must have you must have at times where you're tired. 100%, yeah. And I think, I think there's nothing like going into relying on yourself and going into business to to realize your own vulnerabilities i think for me one of the one of the biggest challenges i've found with myself is i have weaknesses and i'm willing to admit what they are i have strengths and you know i'm more than happy to to work to those but i think i think the tendency is that especially when you start on your own and you're on your and you are on your own time is so precious and you have this tendency to overdevelop the stuff you enjoy and I'm really bad. I, I know I'm really bad for that. But then I procrastinate on the stuff that I'm not good at. And there's so much time, effort, money to be wasted by not really paying attention. So if you know those things, you know that you can have someone who's good at what you're bad at to help you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love a good dig through a spreadsheet. I love giving me loads of data to chunk and have some fun and spot some patterns through. And come back in a week and I'll still be there. Uh, but also, I mean, that know yourself right now. Yeah, we are middle of May, we're in the middle of lockdown, we're in this horrible scenario. Yeah. It's really important because I think there'll be lots of people who actually might be discovering things about themselves that they didn't know. Yeah. And that's not a negative. Yeah, that, that's a positive because then you can address it. Yeah. But you know, being in isolation or lockdown or not being able to do this, of course, yeah. you know, uh, or it, it will make people, I think, question themselves. And that is never a bad thing. No, no, mm. Knowing a situation is, is part of the problem because you can then work out how to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it's very interesting because you, people look up to others, the celebrities and the big business people, and there's this facade of I'm perfect and I'm impenetrable. But you're certainly not, and you're not fallible. And I, you know, I know, for example, that I'm a great... Uh, that I like to think of new things. I like creating stuff which is really strange because I never really did that when I worked for other people. However, I know that I could do with someone to support me for, from an analytical point of view, um, from a complete a finisher point of view. So I'll start stuff and I'll start loads of stuff and have loads of great ideas. And I think a lot, a lot of people who are entrepreneurial probably think like that, but it's quite hard to then just... And, and you probably see it all the time with the variant people that come through the come through workspace. Yeah, yeah. Works, workspace is is um, it is a reflection of Peterborough in in a way because we are this peculiar setup that we can have not just office based businesses here, but we can have you know people that make a bit of mess and online retailers and trainers and providers and things like that. So we see a whole range of different businesses, and, and you see it. I see a a whole range of different people uh you know and and sometimes when i meet people for the first time i'll, I'll come come away and think i don't think i'm gonna see them again <laughs> or, or, or there'll be others that, that, that blow you away and and again without banging the, the workspace drum that is the wonderful thing about this place is yeah, that it's, you, you get exposed to so many different things 
do you uh, do you ever think when you meet people and go when they're first starting out on their journey and you think yeah they're gonna I suppose the successful move out onto bigger and better things is is the great result and the the moving out onto not so great things is potentially the bad result do you do you ever sort of hazard a guess in your own brain obviously and I'm not going to comment of course it's human nature isn't it yeah. you, you have someone come in and it's a bit like what's it called um, Britain's Got Talent yeah. you know, some, some child from a very early age has been told by mummy and daddy that they're the world's best singer because that's what mummy and daddy does <laughs> and they take it to a level that they really shouldn't I've not had that but sometimes some people turn up and they've got something that, that quite clearly is, is a lovely idea it could be a really good hobby it could be something that, that's fun for them but unless they know themselves and they know what they don't know and know what they know, they're never going to turn it into a business because there's something wrong about it that, that's missing. Yeah. That they, they, they need to fill in the gaps. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's quite hard because I don't want to turn people away. And, I, and I, I try my best not to. I try to make people say, look, go away and think about it. Think about this. Mm. But yeah, of course, of course, it's human nature. When someone walks through the door, you, you, you're kind of thinking... Is this going to work? Because also, I want to find out whether in a month's time I'm going to be looking for a new tenant. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's that's absolutely true. Okay, so moving on to the next point, uh, knowing your business. So, you know, w- what does that mean to you? What 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 looks great about when people know their business? That's that's the geek now starting to come out. Isn't it? Okay, because <laughs> okay. because that's 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 where. So so prior to here, for for some of the people that may or may not know, I spent twenty years in the regional press. The first ten of that was in in marketing, and and I was given free reign not just to do promotional marketing but research marketing. Um, and we had some wonderful tools for profiling and for demographics and understanding consumer behaviours. And the thing about know your business is. You found something you're good at. You found something you've got a passion at that you might want to do. It might be a complete 360 from what you're doing in your normal life. It might be an extension of it or whatever. You've got to know that business. You've got to know that industry. You've got to know what the rules and regulations are, how far you can push up against them. You've got to know what your competitors are doing. You've got to know your target market, your audience. You've really, really got to know everything about it. And and don't stop just because you've done that as we all know and as we all see that market that industry that environment constantly changes so what was relevant again rather pertinent what was relevant six months ago is almost irrelevant now in some cases because it just it just doesn't stack up yeah of course so if, if you're going on your old model of no that's my business that's what it said six months ago that's what the industry is that's what the target market says yeah, absolutely. You, you, you're going to be out the door. I heard someone mention earlier, but it did make me chuckle. They uh, they said 2020 BC, <laughs> 2020 before COVID, <laughs> which I thought was absolutely brilliant. It really tickled me. Yeah. Um, okay, so and, and I suppose particularly you've you've uh, experienced that firsthand from coming from print and, and seeing that too. Yeah, so so I was I was really. <sighs> You and I have networked a lot and we spoke a lot, Pete, and everything. And, and I say this a lot. I always say I was really lucky. Um, I think actually some of that, ha- I have to take credit for that luck somehow. But I was really lucky in the newspapers in, the, in that first 10 years. In that um, I wasn't just dealing with newspapers. I was dealing with newspapers, magazines, events, fledgling websites, because when I was around, that was when they were starting to get a bit of traction. 
but I also worked very closely with advertisers' clients. So very quickly, I had to understand the motor industry, the property industry, trades, because the, the reps would be saying, right, I need this presentation, I need to do this, and I need to understand. So you've got to get under the skin. You've got to understand what that business is because we all can spot a fake fairly quickly. If anyone could hear that, that was a Harley Davidson just going across. It wasn't is, my stomach. Which belongs to Carl. Sorry, uh, that interrupted you. Where, where were you? No, that's quite right. Yeah, so, so we're just talking about that ability to understand a market. Um, newspapers as an industry. Uh, so again, just very quickly, uh, I know you mentioned it at, at the start, but newspapers is not newspapers as an industry. It's, it's, it's not the Gutenberg press. It's not just a newspaper kind of thing. You know, it's a massive industry that is communication. Yeah. It's communication. Um, if you look at it as, as that as an industry, you, you start to understand the, the, the spread and the depth of it. Um, and and it's, it's local news, local, uh, and that's all I've ever done. Yeah. Always, apart yeah. from a very short period when I left university, all my work has always been around local, always been the local business. And local newspapers are an amazing industry to be in. I love it. I, I, I still look back on it uh, at that time as amazing. It's, it's an industry that constantly changes. If you think about it, there can't be many industries where you go to work today, you create that product... And then tomorrow, you create another brand new product, completely different. Absolutely, new yeah. news, new adverts, everything about it will be completely different. Um, and it's 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 an amazing industry to to, to grow up in in terms of your business life. Uh, yeah, and, and yet it certainly served me well for for when I took over here. Yeah, got you. And it's um, you know I think one of the things that you've instilled in me uh, over the past time that we've known each other about thinking local um, obviously some businesses that won't apply to but you know one of the things or the advice that I took on board uh, over the past year and it's quite interesting it made me chuckle when the, when the bit of business came off so one of the things we do is first aid training and I had some leaflets printed and I had a local business do a leaflet drop for me and we are located right next to a business called Ability International who are, I don't really know I've, uh, I've never knocked on their door but I got I got two first aid training bookings out of a leaflet drop into them, <laughs> into them, and actually it's funny because the wall of my training room <laughs> backs onto their yeah. backs onto their business. Yeah. So very sage advice, really. Very very sage advice. Um, I mean, when when you talk about they know your business, so when we talk about that particular instance, what where where that's particularly relevant is, um, so in that case, know your business means know your neighbourhood. Yeah. Know your neighbourhood. You should if you're a local business that deals locally you know you should know that it's bob next door that it's sarah that side that and because they're your they're your advocates they're your clients you know you're going to have that relationship with them yeah. uh, and that's just that other other level if you like of know your business yeah it, it, it does it massively links into a, a conversation i had as well with uh, with an ifa actually locally in peterborough and he he said if you if you put your business a, a pin in the map and you actually draw a two mile d- two mile radius around your business there is enough economy and enough business in there to sustain a small business just in that small area which I find fascinating I suppose it does depend on the type of business but for us the training that we do you know I travel I travel regularly 70 miles up the road to carry out business that's just the way it's gone but it is interesting when you when you sort of really look at what's local and what's efficient and what's effective. Yeah. But yeah, so important. Sort of going back to the broadest area of knowing your business. 
it's very, very important to, to understand that. I came into the business I'm in, understanding all the regulations, but at the same time, I'd seen an opportunity in a business area that I hadn't necessarily run or worked in the business. So having come from a blue chip company like Volvo, like I did, uh, and then I've come into training and consultancy, there were some growing pains. There were some real growing pains. So I'd experienced the industry through being a customer. Um, I'd experienced the industry through experience of receiving training and realizing that I had an opportunity to, to do it better. But actually, there was a lot of nitty-gritty that I had to learn very quickly that was quite painful. So I suppose my suggestion would be that before taking that jump, it might be good to really get some good experience and understand things. I've been able to overcome that, but uh, I think there's some that may then struggle if they don't really know exactly what it is they're going for. Yeah, and, and look, you're not going to know everything. Of course you're mm. not. You're not you, that, that's the fun if you like, you know, the, the thrill bit, the adrenaline bit is that, yeah, suddenly you're going to find yourself thrown into a situation where you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You're out of your depth. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I just mean that because it's out of your comfort zone kind of uh, mm. approach. You know? And yeah, th- there's going to be people that don't react well to that. Mm. And there's going to be others that will, will process it, will decide what's good and bad about it and will spit out the result in a way that means that they can go forward and maybe the business changes slightly direction mm-hmm. maybe the business pivots yeah. you know because actually you know you, you you i know very on on the early days with you Pete, if you don't mind me saying that that's very much the case it was lots of little little baby steps and then you'd move this way a bit and then it moves that way a bit because you had a grand plan mm-hmm. But the detail of it just moves you sideways that way, moves you sideways that way. But you know you're, you're still going forward. Yeah. But as you learn re- and realise that actually maybe that approach works better than that approach. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the the two those two points clearly dovetail together: the knowing yourself and then knowing your business. Because actually, if you know your business and you know this, if you know yourself. Your business is always a reflection of you, I think, especially in the early days. Yeah. It's always a reflection of you. So, therefore, your strengths and weaknesses will be reflected in the business. Yeah. And I think that's something that people have to realise. Yeah. It, 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 you know, flagship is Pete and Maggie. Essentially, so, yeah. so I don't get told off. Yeah, of course. Um, sorry. <laughs> She'll be down here with her pots and pans. Yeah. She's cooking dinner at the minute. <laughs> oh, I probably shouldn't say that, but never mind. Um... <laughs> There's a bed in the corner. Yeah, um, I think I'll be staying yeah, here tonight. But flagship is Pete and Maggie. Yeah. Maggie and Pete are flag. You know, as a small fledgling business, you are so enmeshed together because it is your belief, your drive, your goal. And as you grow and take on people and take on other functions and that, the challenge is to still keep that relationship, but recognise the fact that, yeah, you've got to give away a bit because you, you, you can't be so heavily involved in it you can't be everywhere yeah absolutely uh, absolutely and and I think that that is a challenge because by knowing yourself you can then know the weaknesses so actually and, and, and the big challenge and I see it from business owners is you're very likely to bring people in who reflect you as well because the natural rapport is then built and I know we're sort of digressing slightly no, but no, no, no. I think it's very important you, you take people on that reflect your abilities and actually you're then going to exacerbate you're going to exacerbate the the problem. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling. Um, uh, sorry, I forget we're recording as well on video as well. Um, I'm smiling because I literally had that conversation a few times over the last few days of this week where I've been saying to someone, when you work in a large corporate 
um, and you're employing people, you know, and you go away on your training the trainer courses and you go away on, on management courses and your people skill courses and all these things, you know, it's hammered into you. The worst thing to ever do, yeah, is to employ someone like you. Yeah. You don't want that, especially if you're going to be a manager who, who manages and doesn't do the work because you want to be able to go, right, well, okay, well, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, they're going to do... And that's so important for a small business. Yeah. It goes back to know yourself, yeah. know your business and some of the other things that we'll touch on as well. But yeah, you, 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 you're right. There's no point employing another P. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And interestingly, so and this moves nicely into the next area around planning because actually planning is something I really enjoy doing um, and you've outlined that as, a, as an important thing for to drive success so um, what does a good plan look like to you what does a bad plan look like now I, I'm going to confess um, I've been listening to the shows obviously I uh, I heard Jem who um, I mean what is there to say about Jem you know he's, I absolutely love him brilliant, um, brilliant he, guest. He, yeah and and you know there's that that military saying that I think he even mentioned it in the podcast about the first casualty of war is, is the plan or words to that effect Jem sorry if I've got it wrong um, <laughs> but, I'm sure he'll be listening and giving you a call give, yeah, he's going to give you a score out of 10 um, and that's the most important thing about a plan is exactly that it has to be adaptable it, it, it's not if I can name plug, if you don't mind, Colin Nottage um, does 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 some work for for, for me, and uh, his guys come in and, 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 and do assessment about our, our plans, and, he, and and they always make the comment about they, they never want to see that plan on a dusty shelf that in a year's time gets taken off, dusted off, and reviewed again. Of course, a, a plan is a living document. A plan is something that again in in this time we're in is constantly being changed because the plan that worked a few months ago isn't relevant now because we've got to distance we've got to do this and that so a really good plan is well thought out is well constructed has lots of goals and objectives and things to keep it on board but most importantly it's got to have that ability to uh, to flex and change Again, uh, a wee bit of insight if you like into into me so my background is also apart from 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 newspapers is sport yep. um, and so anyone who's who, who, who's ever done competitive sport uh, and also I'm a fairly anti-social person so it's not team sport uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm an athlete or even before that uh, uh, for a while a boxer as well and they're individual sports I've learned something new I never even knew you were a boxer James uh, amateur boxer yeah yeah I, I uh, yeah great fun probably a conversation for another yeah time. definitely but the most important thing any athlete will tell you is it's planning. When yeah. you get to the start line, when you get into the ring, when you get to whatever it is, the kickoff, it's too late to yeah. do anything. You're there, but then you have to react. You've, you've planned to get there, but then you have to react to what's going on around you. Yeah. you know, if I've got a plan, if I'm fighting and I'm great, I start and all of a sudden I realise the guy opposite me is an orthodox, not a south or a southpaw, not an orthodox. That's going to change my complete plan. Yeah. Because it's going to affect the way I move. If yeah. if in a, you know if he's a, a big hitter, it's going to change my plan. I don't want to go anywhere near him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so plans are made but then constantly adapt and change. So so you need to have them with goals and measures. Yeah. And measures for the right reason, not not vanity measures. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that uh, I, that's so prevalent, isn't it? Something that I've learned over time with on social media, for example, you measure your likes and your vanity metrics, and 
turnover even you know even down to turnover and they say turnover is vanity and profit sanity yeah. and cash is king yeah. uh, wow never have I learned yeah. such harder lessons yeah <laughs> and, and look th- th- those things likes revenue yeah. turnover they're, they're really important because you know if, if your revenue is going up people want your product yep. you, we can look at what's going on behind that in terms of profit that's a separate issue but you, if your revenue is going up if your likes are going up if your reach is going up then that's a really 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 good thing and there's some people that uh, as, as an indicator of a journey it's, it's part of the progress yeah um, absolutely but yeah. but yeah they're not some measures aren't the be all and end all yeah um, so how often do you plan do you do a 90 day plan um I, I, when I started here, um, I've been here now three and a half years. I had a three-year plan, yep. which I constantly review. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's bullet points that I go in and review, and make some points below them about what might have changed, what might have happened, and, and I can give you an insight if you like onto one or two of those of what my original three-year plans were. Mm-hmm. I do six monthlies quarterlies because I come from court with newspapers we're always having to deal with quarterly and half yearly figures and performances okay. so, so it's drummed into you yep. but then also where you're on a daily newspaper you're also doing daily planning so I'm planning today so if today was Monday and you're on a daily newspaper apart from the news breaking stories I'm actually planning Wednesday or Thursday oh, okay. so you're constantly planning a bit ahead yep. and that plan changes because there's a breaking story there's a breaking news or there's something going on of course yeah so I, I do it all the time and a lot of the time, that's in my head. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be. Of course. The three-year one, you've got to write it down. Yeah. But, you know, the plan what I'm having for tea tonight doesn't have to be written down. <laughs> Steak and ale pie, I believe. Certainly, yeah. And uh, I don't know if she's done dofu and wasp potatoes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Yeah, so, again, I totally agree. Planning, uh, planning is absolutely vital. Prior planning prevents piss poor performance perfect planning prevents piss poor performance that's the one yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah definitely brilliant so um, moving on to the next point so don't be afraid to ask or look for help yeah this, so, so this, this sounds a, a, a little bit wishy-washy it's obviously tied a lot of these if you look at them they overlap it's yeah, funny enough you know the world we live in very rarely are you able to do something in isolation just in a chat by itself and, and, and that's when I say ask, that doesn't mean to go out and seek out free advice. That might be paid for advice. It might be mentors. It might be paying someone else to do a service because you know you're not good at it and they can do it far better than you, whether it's SEO, accounting, yeah. uh, what, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, accounting is most definitely. But it, it's, 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 it's the fact that you know you need to do it. And, and I think it warrants repeating. It's not just a case about know yourself. It, it really is a case of going, I'm big enough, ugly enough to know that I need help. Yeah. Uh, or I want to, I've got this wonderful idea for my new training course. And you get so caught up in that little bubble that you had on the run that you what you you're going to do it, but you need to sound off against someone. And they even might even the, the fun stuff is when you sound off against someone from a completely different industry who has a different planning and process approach because they'll look at it and go, yeah, but what about this? What about that? You know, and, and and from an innovation point of view, a collaborative approach is is great. So you know, don't ever be afraid to go out and and, and say, like, I've got an idea. I want to do this. How do I do it? Or I really, really don't know what I'm doing. 
Mm. Um, and, and particularly on that one, the earlier you do it, obviously the better. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise you end up down that dark hole. I think, I think it, that, that's certainly one of the things I've, I've personally struggled with was having come, having come out of a corporate background, the, the tendency for self-reliance uh, is, is quite high. You know, there'd be people that would want to trip you up or, you know, you, you wouldn't want to admit that you can do something. And I think there's a tendency even more so when you then go into business on your own that you feel like you need to have all the answers. Similar to how we were talking about knowing yourself, I think um, it's, it's so important to be able to ask for help. And I've, I've often buried my head in the sand to not want to ask people. But actually, it's amazing because you actually get what you ask for a lot of the time. You will get what you ask for and you never know until you ask. You, you just don't know at all. And also, especially when you're doing idea creation or formulation and innovating, I think it's so people can always add so much value to it. I've got, I've got quite a good example actually thinking about it is I, um, I'm, a, I'm a member at a business book club and I read a book and I process it through my experience, my background, the way that I process that. And then when I collaborate at that business club with other people who have read it and they've processed it through their experience and their background, all of a sudden the perspectives are vastly different vastly vastly different and then that knowledge share is actually really really insightful it means that you can really shape ideas a lot better i think when you bounce them off other people yeah and isn't it funny when you come out of corporate and, and you, you you go into the brave world of small business how there are so many people that will help you yeah no strings attached um, you know, there's an ulterior motive for that because also, how many of people who are in theory your competitors will also help you? That's right. Will yeah. also quite willingly give you tips and advice and experience. But yeah, Peterborough in particular, ever since I've kind of got heavily involved in, in, in networking, Peterborough is an amazing place for resource for, for you to go. I've got a problem. And people will pile in yeah. and, and go, have you? Do you? What about so-and-so? And, and we'll do it out of a genuine interest to see you thrive and survive. Yeah. Um, as, as opposed to, here's my invoice. Yeah. Or, I don't want to do that because it's going to make you look better than me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I, th- I think there is, I've experienced that and I think, um, I think certainly when you, when you first go into business, you've got to be careful of the... the, the the bloodhounds or the people that all just sort of turn up at a, you know you go networking and all of a sudden they see fresh meat right <laughs> and uh, I know I need to be a little bit careful what I say but hey it's my podcast um, <laughs> I can say what I want but there are there are bloodhounds out there there are people that will suck the life out of you as a small business and you go networking and I experienced that firsthand when I when I first started networking was really new to me I didn't really understand and all of a sudden that kind of becomes normal and then, uh, and then I suppose you you get a few bloody noses, and you realise actually who you can trust to give you some help and support. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know whether you remember or not, but when uh, you and I had one of our very early conversations, and, we, and, and inevitably at Workspace, the, the 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 subject of networking always comes up. Of course, yeah. And and the conversation I had with you is the conversation I have with anyone, which is what I always say: is go to as many different formats as you can because when you if you've just started a business that's exactly what's going to happen there's going to be people that will um, see you as an opportunity for them to make their mark with you first getting before anyone else does 
before you may have learned a few things, had a few bloody noses, realised a few things as well. And so um, I'm being very diplomatic there, as you can tell. Of course. And so that's why I always say, go to as many as you can, go to as many different formats as you can. In an ideal world, go to the ones that you don't have to pay for first, because why? You want to yeah, learn how to network. Yeah. Because I will tell you, when I first started networking, I hated it. Yeah. Absolutely hated it. I could see no point in it. Mm. It was this American import thing that, and I'm not one of an ego. Mm. I can't do this. Look at me. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I thought it was that and selling. That's mm. it. I had to unlearn my own preconceptions and I only was able to do that because I was able to go to different networking events and you learn and you learn how to understand people and know the people that are talking to you because they like talking yeah as opposed to telling about you absolutely yeah and I think um, I I think that if you if you go with an open mind and you listen more than you speak because I think my advice to anyone who goes networking would be to not to sell in the room you're not going to sell in the room promote your business by all means but realize that networking is definitely a long game it's a really really long game and you might make a quick win uh, and you'll think absolutely happy days but there's um, you know the, the hunting and the farming mentality and I think that from a farming point of view and farming relationships certainly is the strategy that I've taken and whilst I've got a preference for that I've shut down to people who hunt on me but actually there are people out there who are willing to help and I think if you listen and you you take the right advice and listen to the right advice it works for you I think that one of the challenges I've faced is there's there's a lot of people who are gurus um, and if you're not watching and you're listening to the podcast I'm doing it in inverted commas there's a lot of gurus and and in reality no one you know I think asking for help it's quite important actually that you have a range of advice I suppose is the point that I'm trying to make uh, a varied range of advice so I speak to for example I'll speak to people who have worked in the industry I'm in so they understand the mm-hmm. industry I speak to people who are outside the industry because that's what often where the innovation comes from. People who have done or come up with certain solutions in other sectors that could potentially be applied in your sector that would be innovative. And then people who have got a, you know, a generalised understanding of business that are maybe a few years down the road, a few more bloody noses, you know, that are a bit further down the road, they, they will support you. And sometimes that might be free, but sometimes that might be paid. You know, I think as long as you pick the right person, I think it's it's quite important. But usually that would be a team of people that you'd consult, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's um, If you are a small business and you are just one person, whether you're sole trader, limited or whatever it is, yeah, you, you very quickly need to have that army of people around you that you can trust and I think Lead at 2J's had mentors mentors get a mentors down as one of his options he did yeah uh, see how do you listen you know so um, and, and that's the point about don't be afraid to ask for help you know Tiger sports analogy alert Tiger yeah. Woods arguably the best golfer had mm-hmm. a coach yeah why did Tiger Woods need a coach Actually, he had several coaches, like a lot of top-class athletes, because you don't just have one coach, you have a swing coach, this, that, and the other. (laughs) Um, Why does Tiger Woods need a coach? He's the best golfer in the world. Who can teach him how to play golf? But he has a coach. Because there is a benefit of it. Because he knows he needs help. He knows that he can't work in a bubble. 
I think I think the job of a the job of a coach is to help you know yourself better. I think is part of that job, isn't it? So it's to. It's funny that was number two. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, but it is though, isn't it? Yeah. Because. I've always been brought up that the coaches coaches are the people they don't necessarily have the answers you have the answers they just help you unlock them the, the benefit of a coach will uh, unlock your hidden potential I suppose to help I, you get out of your own way I think now the, the sport side of it might not translate straight to business in this, this aspect but I think the most important thing about a coach and anyone who's thinking about getting a coach getting a mentor speaking to anyone for advice is that person's got to kind of know you a bit. So, so when uh, I was doing athletics, my coach had to know me because actually he had to know when he had to hurt me, when yep. he had to push me beyond my pain, yep. when I want to curl up and die and can't do anything more. That person has to know you psychologically, you know. And so a coach or mentor also has to know when to push you, when yep. when when to give you a bit of uh, tough love. I yeah. suppose. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know. There's always time for a cuddle, but sometimes there's a there's a time a for a push. Yeah. Yeah. I was, was <laughs> gonna be rude then, but yeah, yeah. yeah that's not No, that, that's fine. So um and then and then sort of finally the, the, the sixth item is around reviewing and reflecting, learning from mistakes. So yeah, how how does that fit in with um, with your I thoughts? think I think fundamentally that's the one that separates those people that are actually gonna succeed. Yeah. And those that don't. Uh, because the ones that don't make time to review and reflect what they've done, their plans, their goals, their objectives, and they don't learn from their mistakes are going to be Groundhog Day in it, and they're just <laughs> going to be doing the same thing over and over and over and over again um, and, and not making progress. But anyone who runs a team of people, anyone who sets targets and objectives, anyone who runs a small business will make shed loads of mistakes. Yeah. The the you know, it's you will. You yeah. will. The, the the most important thing is are you actually going to bother to learn? Because the idea is you just make loads of different mistakes and you learn from each one. If you're making the same mistake every morning, yeah. Every day, then you you know, if if you pour the boiling hot water from the kettle over your hand and you do the same the next day and the next day, the next day, then really you get what you deserve. <laughs> You know, but if you do it once and you think, yeah, I need to watch what I'm doing here, uh, I need to aim for the cup a bit better. <laughs> you're only going to do it once, aren't you? Yeah, and, and you're going to be you're going to make a cup of coffee as opposed to spend half your time down A and E, which is very fitting for a first day company. There you go. Yeah, actually, I'll be coming to you all the time. Um, but no, it's it, it, it is that point. Is we, we're all about being proactive, all about being responsive, all about pivoting and changing that. But part of that is it's because you've, you've got to make mistakes. You've got to. Unfortunately, you do have to make mistakes yeah, and, and learn from them. And even though you can have a coach who can say, "No, don't do that." Yeah. I, you know, you've got to make mistakes. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think there's an element of vicarious learning. You can, you can learn from other people. But I'm, I'm certainly one that sort of often not listened, <laughs> and then I've gone on and made my own mistakes. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because one of the things one of the challenges I've faced around cash for example I had a situation about nearly a year ago early on I'd got a load of invoiced work but I nearly ran out of cash and I'd, I'd been told by people cash is king cash is king but until until you feel that pain that is so painful and that you realise the mistake that you've actually made and you you know you think that you're not going to be able to overcome whatever that is 
there's a learning that takes place that is just no matter how many gurus you listen to or YouTube videos you watch or podcasts you listen to until you feel that pain of going oh my god I'm going to lose everything there's no learning quite like that I suppose I was going to say but you learn from it hopefully oh absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. And okay, you I'll might never drift, be in that position again you might never. drift near it yeah, you yeah, might, yeah. you know, you might, you might make a mistake and go near making that mistake again. But you'll, you'll hopefully yeah. a calculated risk at that yeah. point. It's a calculated yeah. risk. You might yeah. put yourself in a calculated risk, and it's, you know, pardon the language, but shit or bust. Yeah. And you've, you know, sometimes you just got to take those those moments. But yeah, it's uh, very painful, very yeah. painful. And it's, uh, it was a good lesson to learn. But yeah. some things you can learn from others. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes you got to learn from your mistakes. We had this thing when I had um, when I when I used to walk be employed uh, obviously I'm unemployable now but um, <laughs> when I used to be employed uh, it always made me laugh as I, I suppose I've always been the up-and-comer um, one day that will change I suppose but you know there's companies out there that go we've been established for 30 years or 50 years experience or what have you and it always makes me think about those people that I've worked with who have done the job for 20 years and I'm like right okay you've got 20 years experience but have you have you spent 20 years doing the same year over and over again making the same cock-ups because a lot of people in that mindset will just do the same thing rinse and repeat over and over again making the same mistakes making no progress is that actually better than someone who's been doing it a year or two years but actually has adapted and evolved and you know yeah it's it's that's that's, it's a difficult one because experience is really useful yeah. Uh, you know, if you're a heart surgeon and you've got one who's just qualified and one who's been doing it for 10 to 15 years, yeah, I think I know which one I'm taking. Potentially, as long as his death rate's not too bad, you're going to opt for that That's one, aren't you? Know. Uh, so, so, yeah, there are certain things where experience counts m- way more, yeah. way more than enthusiasm. Of course, yeah. You know, or enjoyment of what you do. Yeah. Experience has to count way more on some aspects. Yeah. But yeah, it, it sometimes it counts against you because yeah, you become jaded, you become stuck in the rut, you become rinse repeat, wake up, groundhog day, you're just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah. But you know, in eighteen months, you haven't. You know. No. If if we if we could snapshot this moment right now, sitting in this room with this mic, that camera, yep. yeah, okay, you with your tan and your, and your kit, yeah, uh, yeah, Lock, okay. lockdown tan, lockdown yeah, tan, twenty twenty, yeah. yeah, you notice I'm milk bottle white, still. <laughs> um, and show it to the Pete who had a mailbox at my place in November before you officially moved in, and said this is going to be you in eighteen months. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, would would you would you be happy with it? I think I would be, yeah. I think. Would it be where? Would it have been where you think you would be? In oh no, no. Or was so, it global domination? Oh yeah, I'd have literally been global domination. I'd have literally been bigger than Donald Trump if you'd asked me eighteen months ago. I think. Uh, I think sometimes you can you can think that you can achieve more in a short period of time and be a little bit deluded. And I am a I am an eternal optimist, but I think that served me well in my time, and uh, I will continue to do so. But yeah I'm happy now with where I am but I think uh, 18 months ago I might have thought that I'd be further along I suppose because that's another thing about the review bit which a lot of small business people don't do is okay I know with social media it looks like sometimes they do but they don't take genuine time to appreciate where they are yeah 
where you where where you've you've come from. And one of the things I love doing here, particularly when I've got tenants that, that make things, and you know, my university when I was at uni, I, it was three dimensional design, so I love making and designing. Um, when when I have tenants that make things, and they're new businesses, I love it when I go right. Now let's take a photograph. Let's record this moment somehow. It's the first circuit board design you made. It's the first product going out the line, or it's the first bottle of your product, or whatever it is. It's the first candle, chocolate bar, whatever. Amazing, yeah. Tattoo. Because you want to be able to look back and go, I remember that. When you've got your army of people that work for you, you know, your your, your plush offices elsewhere because you've had enough of workspace, <laughs> you, you know, and you've got the holidays, so you have the permanent lockdown town. <laughs> I have been working by the way if anyone if anyone's watching I have been working I've just been fortunate enough that I can work outside you want to be able to look back and sometimes we the guilty of not remembering how much you've done how much you've learned so that's the other thing about the review there it's not just about for making progress yeah sure it's about going yeah look how far we've come nothing makes me cringe more than my Facebook time hop and I look back at some of the posts on the business from a year ago and I think wow I, I, I actually months. you know I actually think what I might have to do is when I get a new tenant here I might have to record I might make them have to do a 60 second pitch That's straight great away idea. yeah, yeah. You know, because six months Six weeks later, some of them will go, oh, yeah, that's not relevant anymore now, actually. You know, six <laughs> years later, play it back and kind of see where they are because there'd be yeah. a massive difference. I think, I think that's absolutely right. The journey's huge, isn't it? Yeah. The journey is huge. Yeah, and, and it, is, it, is, it is part of the fun because the destination isn't, because the destination's six foot down somewhere. You that's know, the, the journey's, the, journey's the, the whole point. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think on that point we will wrap it up because that is so true. The journey is the point because it isn't, it isn't about the end point like you say. It is about enjoying the journey, which rounds us back so nicely to enjoying what you do. Definitely, we started. So thank you very much for joining me, James. Thank really, you really for appreciate it. <laughs> I've enjoyed every moment of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate your time. Please do follow me at Pete Rushmer on LinkedIn. Or on Facebook, follow Flagship Training UK. And you can find us on YouTube too at Flagship UK. Flagship UK.